this is Keep It Spicy. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Keep It Spicy. So welcome to part two of our episode, Modern Romance. Since we were talking about it yesterday, because we all watched Too Hot to Handle, I don't think you have it in American Netflix, Dita, but if you do, you should watch it. What's the difference between like an alpha male and a beta male? So just so everybody knows, I'm well aware that alpha, beta, omega, like wolf pack <laughs> terminology doesn't really apply to, to people. It's still fun to use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yo, alpha males are... When do you it, call someone an alpha and when do you say, damn, that's, that's some beta shit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say it for guys, but beta shits are... Beta, beta shit is when guys come up to you like fucking simp, uh, doing anything What's they can simp? just What's for some ass. Yeah, define simp for everybody. So simp is a guy who semi goes against bro code where it's like he puts hoes before himself. But that he puts he puts himself in vulnerable vulnerable positions in positions that will like that will clearly gain favor like that aren't really his own thoughts. Oh, or... okay. I, I have the best way of explaining. So yeah, it's it's basically yeah. a guy that puts hoes before bros, but it's also a guy that just like does anything to make himself appealing to girls. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in reality, it's kind of just like, dude, you're such a tryhard. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like the it's, fucking guy on on throughout the handle. He yeah, he's like woman in gender studies. He did women in gender <laughs> studies. That other dude who plays the piano just to serenade girls. It's kind of just like, okay, we, you're going, you're overcompensating too much because you want to yeah. be girls. Yeah, exactly. That's beta shit right there for <laughs> like hands down. Because if you're an alpha. You know, it's true. There, you do have this sort of gravitational force. You do have, you do walk around with your head up. You say mm-hmm. what you what you mean. You say the things that you think. Like you stick to your own principles. You're not going to let up for just because you want to get a like a quick night in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, so like alpha men are like confident and secure about their image. Yeah, big dick energy. There you go. Yes. Ooh, okay. okay. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. It's- Yes. Here's the next next question. Why are men afraid of commitment, Edmund? Why are just... you afraid of commitment? Does this question resonate? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, this quarantine has me thinking a lot. <laughs> There's just so many beautiful women out there. Oh, I was. I had this. Oh my gosh, such a. I had this saying. I had this saying back in like the first few years of my university and my, my buds would get pretty annoyed with it because I'd always say, and go, isn't it just amazing how you can go walk into a supermarket and there's this beautiful girl right there mm. in the checkout line. And then isn't it amazing the next day when you go into the gym and there's someone even more beautiful oh than her? God. <laughs> isn't it, isn't it amazing Women when you travel? <laughs> isn't it amazing when you travel all the way to Ibiza, right? And you see that there's like 10 girls in a line, one more beautiful than the last. Oh my God. Isn't, isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing when you come back home into your little like small neighborhood, like backwater town? And you I think, realize that the neighbor's daughter was even more beautiful than oh all gosh. those girls. You know, you know what? I have the answer. I have the answer to why men are afraid of commitment. They're all just pigs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Keys and locks. Keys and locks. You know. <laughs> how, how important for you? How important is physical attraction over emotional attraction? What matters more? I would say, of course, emotional attraction takes the cake. Um, Let's look. Give me a percentage. So, how much percent out of a hundred? What percent is to you is more is more important, physical and emotional? Which like, what's the percent? Like I said, there's an exception to everything I say, but not everything, but <laughs> most things. I would say generally 60% f- 
physical attraction, 40% emotional. Oh, wow. Okay, what about you, Vita? Uh, I would say exact opposite, 40% physical and 60% emotional. Oh, I think I would say their body does matter, but in the long run, it's kind of just like, like, what's the point of being beautiful if you're ugly on the inside too? So it's like, I don't know. I think I'm just, you know what, for the purpose of this podcast, I'm just going to say it's a solid 50-50. Mm-hmm. Like attraction. because the physical att- physical attributes also contribute to like their mental attributes. For example, if they're fit, that means they maintain an active lifestyle. Yeah. Right. They're disciplined. Mm-hmm. That means they they know how to work out often. You know, like it's things like that too. That's why. So I'm gonna say a solid fifty fifty for me. Okay. Wait. This is an important one. And Vita and I were actually having a debate about this. Edmund. Again, everybody listening. Edmund is just one man. He does not re- represent the entire male population. No, I don't. One guy. Um. And he's I American. represent the best of the <laughs> yeah. male population. Um, but Edmund, <laughs> do do you like it when, or do men like it? Again, we've already we've already prefaced that Edmund does not represent the entire male population. So mm. they, do men like it? Yeah, when women make the first move, or do they like a woman that makes the first move? Why or why not? I think that, as far as I know, I mean, I'm a girl that does make the first move. I don't do it all the time, but like I, I'm the type that's like not afraid to make the first move, and. The men that I like, or the men who have have been like accepting of it, like they find that attractive because it's like you're confident enough to do that. And I also can respect a woman who goes after what she wants. It's like if it's not happening, it's not happening. Move on to the yeah. next one. But Vita argues that it comes off as too desperate. Not all the time. Depends on scenarios, but I think it could come off as where thirsty. she has actually met guys that are like, dude, this chick is so thirsty. You know, yeah. I've never gotten the impression when a girl has acted first that they're super thirsty well i get that there's this binary where the or expectation that the man is supposed to do things and that you know it's not always like even even women want to do that like they feel offended that they can't do that and i've, I've heard those from different dates that i've been on but for me i want you to be somebody that wants to be to do the first move just know because it, i think it, i think it shows that bit of character of them where it's like mm-hmm. i want you to know that i can take care of myself no doubt i don't i don't th- i don't think you can't take care of yourself and just by showing like i guess ex- like exampling that like you prove that to me that somebody that is able to that you're somebody that is able to provide for themselves that care for themselves and uh and you know provide for others even if they're not somebody that you know right off the bat but me <laughs> i make the first move like, oh my god <laughs> so much pride i know you I just said you like a girl that makes the first yeah, move. Like, no, no, no 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 i said i like a girl i respect it i like a girl who oh. about making the first move okay and who wants to make the first move i respect mm-hmm. like I, I like a girl like that but mm-hmm. i'm going to make the first move now, <laughs> Now, there have been others, there's been some times where, like, they get away with it and, like, they ask me out before I even got the chance or they they buy me this before I even made it to the register. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned little tricks and tricks here and there where it's, like, where I can put myself in a position where I can be the first one to do it. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of, it is a, it is a sort of character displaying device or tool mm-hmm. uh, one you uses one can use and i think because i have so much character uh, oh my gosh I mean, I know. <laughs> i'm also very traditional and why do you think men because men there are men that do find a woman that makes the first move desperate vita has she has told me what why, why do you <laughs> yeah. 
Why? Can you, why do you think? Like, explain that to me. Why do you think they would find a girl coming off too thirsty? You know, I'm sure there are, there are a bunch of reasons, but I think it all comes down to there's a inferiority to it. It's, it could be said of me too, right? Mm-hmm. I just displayed that I want to be the one to do that. I'm like, I don't want you to do that. And it kind of makes, there's like a power play to it. I want to show how powerful I can be. And not a, not a lot of people want to be in that vulnerable position, but how I perceive it is that girls who have that mindset are wanting to challenge me on, I guess, alphaness. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the sort of person I want. I want the person to like go, you know what, I'm going to pay for the next date and there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Or I'm going to do this for, for you and there's no if, ands, or buts about it. It's like, well, shit, okay. And I think guys who see that as anything negative, I feel like it, it just comes from uh, some form of inferiority where it's like, <laughs> you're saying I can't care for myself? Are you saying I can't, I can't do this myself? Are you questioning my confidence? Are you questioning my, my stature? I mean, I might be 5'0", but <laughs> right? mm-hmm. it's like, uh, that's, that's how I perceive it. Vita, what can you explain why you think that you know women shouldn't make the first move, and why you think that it's, like explain your side? I mean, it's it's not that I think that they shouldn't make the first move. I think it like it depends on the context. Like if they're surrounded yeah. by like it, like if you're at a bar and like you're just surrounded by like men who just want to sleep with you, and you're like you know you go make the move. I feel like you're more vulnerable to becoming or like I guess it it seems like you're coming off thirsty like oh like she she wants to do me you know but then like if it's like I don't know if you meet someone at the grocery store and you want to like go ask them for their number like I feel like that's a decent approach like you know so I I feel like the context depends on like if you could come off as thirsty and it's definitely a double standard like I feel like when men do it in like any scenario it's okay but then when like a girl does it in certain scenarios it like comes off as thirsty and that's just like our society like and like it has yeah. flaws you know i would look at it as more as just her taking her pick she's like all, all of them want to sleep with me this is the one that gets to do it yeah. but i you feel like i feel like that's our mindset like i've legit heard my guy friends being like yo like we were at this party and like she came and hit on me like you know I, i've heard them like talking trash and i'm not saying like i think it's thirsty but i'm saying it like to mm-hmm. men it comes off as thirsty you know mm-hmm. so yeah. i just i definitely <laughs> I, I like i think it has to do with like how insecure they are and like like with ed how he mentioned the whole alpha energy thing like i feel like girl going up to them like tells them oh you don't have the balls to come up to me so i'm coming up to you like that itself like yeah. puts them down so yeah and like to overcome that they go around saying oh man she just wants me like she's you know like yeah. Uh, I feel like yeah. that's what like triggers it. Probably. Ugh. I think it's only desperate that when for both parties, if they're doing it very excessively, like if this mm. woman is really not leaving you alone, you clearly express disinterest mm. and she's mm. just really yeah. like, then, then it's like, okay, honey, you're a little desperate. And the same goes for men. If like, yo, the amount of brown dudes that come up to me in like the mall <laughs> or like a coffee shop that are just like, you know, like, it's kind of just like, stay the fuck away. It's like, no, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, dude, I think if it's like done, yeah, if it's done like that, then for both parties, men and women, it's like very desperate. Yeah. yeah. Just not sure. reading the social con- context. And you're also not respecting like my decision to reject you. Or like, mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of just like, that's where to me, it comes off yeah. as desperate. But like, anyways. Yeah, but, another yeah. way, another way to look at it, if a girl buys me a drink, like, hey, like comes up to me and starts talking to me with interest i think oh you just released the floodgates there's no questioning in my mind that this girl is interested or that 
right? Especially if I'm attracted to her, mm-hmm. is that you're going to come at me this forward, then I'm going to come back at you this forward. You are putting yourself in a vulnerable position when, or you are put in a vulnerable position when you're the one being, I guess, serviced. Is it, mm-hmm. that's the right word when the other person's the one that takes initiative first um now here's another one what are your thoughts on long distance not viable not cannot compute Why? 99.9 <laughs> <laughs> of the time it doesn't work now there's that 0.1 percent mm-hmm. like i said there are exceptions to everything i say but don't look at yourself as especially if you're doing long distance why do like not look at yourself as the exception why do you think it won't work like what part of it? Sex and <laughs> touch okay. are not are not everything in a relationship, mm-hmm. but they are important. I agree. And if you don't have something to tether you together, like if you had a kid, mm-hmm. right, maybe that that would change the story. I think mm-hmm. that would change the story a lot because you still have that bond and you still need to be there at the end of the day for what you guys have created. Mm-hmm. But long distance in general you're so far and it's such a tease it really is such a tease unless you guys are making active plans to one mm-hmm. day rejoin one another mm-hmm. if you move and or they move and you have no real plan to come together then better to just end it there mm-hmm. than to let it than to let it wither away into something that say like how, how many times do you want to go on skype and message that person how many times do you want your phone to blow up or how many times do you have to oh i need to make this routine call every mm-hmm. time at seven o'clock when they're mm-hmm. doing this, it's like, how many times do you, are you going to be patient enough when they say, I can't talk today? It's different when you're within range to go and see them. I think there's a lot of wasted effort that goes into long distance relationships that could be directed towards other things. I agree. Like, I think it's totally doable if like you have the right mindset and stuff, but then like, I don't think it's my thing. Like I would never get into something yeah. like that. I agree. Like, especially like, I think I, I agree with Edmund the most in the fact that like, it's pointless if it's at the end of the day, like if it's, if it's long distance indefinitely, like yeah. if it's like a temporary thing I think honestly like yeah again like personally like I I don't want to say I would never do long distance because there's people that I've liked that I'm like ah if I if I had to try I don't mind because like why not but I'm very like open to trying random shit so but like it, see on a serious note like if it's just long distance indefinitely then yeah it's kind of pointless it's like if nope it's either yeah. party not going to move to the other party like if, they're, if you're just doing this forever then you're kind of just wasting each other's time i think it's good only if it's temporary not good i think it's fine if it's temporary and also if, if it's done as like a, a compromise for something bigger like for example let me stay here for now and save mm-hmm. up money while you stay there for now and then mm-hmm. and save money and we'll do it for now because a year from now we can put that money towards a house together do you know what that do you know what i'm saying i feel like if it's circumstances like that where you're doing it because like for nece- out of necessity sure it's going to be hard and stuff but um, i think what i fear the most not that i've ever had a long distance relationship even though I tend, to like that. I tend to oh yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> what i fear the most or would fear the most being in a long distance relationship is like them cheating oh yeah that is but the, that's the thing enough. though like if you're if you're confident enough like in your relationship that's the thing like you have to be strong like if you're going yeah no, you gotta know that you gotta be able to like find somebody that you can trust trust yeah trust. I, I mean, obviously, I haven't done a long distance relationship. I, I can't trust these hoes out there. So <laughs> yeah, can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's just like so scary because like you hear all these stories and stuff, and you're just like, wow. Like I think you'll save yourself a lot of trouble if you do go into a long distance relationship and you say, "If I don't know, it won't hurt." All right, guys. So switching like the gear to like the financial component of dating, like who do you think should pay for the first date? This is just first dates, not whole relationship. Yeah, I stand by it. I'm a traditional guy. I think. Men should pay for the first date 
hands fucking down. And I was raised predominantly by my mother growing up. My dad is still in the picture. Um, mm-hmm. But I was raised by my mother predominantly growing up. And she said, Evan, you better pay for girls on your dates. <laughs> mm-hmm. And because she, she would be the one to give me the money to do it when I was, when I was younger. I think men should be the ones to pay even, on a date. Even if like you take her, even if your first day you take her out for drinks and then obviously when you order one drink, you order, so say a bill comes up to like a hundred dollars because you guys are having a good time. You stay out for like a solid five, six hours. You got pizza, you got dinner, you got drinks. Even if it's like, yeah, it's like a big meal, right? You need to have a cap in your mind. I don't put myself in positions where I would be going over 40 or 50 bucks or 60 mm-hmm. bucks in Canada. If we're going out, if I want to take you out for a steak dinner, then I know what I'm getting myself into. I'm thinking the bill might be 60, maybe 80, depending on the place that's how much i'm willing to spend i give myself a cap that's so also the thing with first dates though yeah. right because you're trying to go like casual like i feel like a dinner date to like a second or third date where like it's in more intimate but i feel like with the first date it's more like casual no i definitely like okay, so here's the thing like i don't mind like sharing it like i'm like totally down for that but the man definitely like he has to ask he has to be like let me get this and then like you know like i feel like that just shows me he's not like dingy I, yeah i just need that question to be asked i think it's a big thing for women to know that somebody can provide for them if you look at it too it's like okay well they're the ones who are going to carry a child if these things if things go even more get more serious as things go on it's like these people need to know that you have their back i think little gestures like that are very important they stack i pay until we're exclusive really yeah i think a man should pay on the first date and I have gone on first dates where like I have like split it with them because sometimes because yeah because like, I've been in situations where my first date was like at a bar and we just had like so many mm-hmm. drinks and, like you know ordered like like I did it because like I just feel bad that, they're, that it's such a big bill so like I have mm-hmm. offered to split it's also because like I have yeah I have I it's not like I'm a broke bitch so I have money to do it but I'm, I won't lie it definitely rubs me off in the wrong way when I'm no matter what the bill is because like I've also been on dates where the bill's really expensive and mm-hmm. the man aid I, I don't again i don't know what to say it's kind of just like i i will always offer to split also on my part and no matter yeah. how much no matter what they do on the first date like especially if they're paying for the first date i will definitely pay for the second date like a hundred percent i will do that because mm-hmm. it's like come on that's the least i can do like you you, you covered it the first time i gotta cover it i gotta cover you next time but yeah there's been times where i have offered to split just because the bill was really big but i won't lie always it, it has and it always will still rub me off the wrong way because it's kind of to me it's kind of just like yeah it's a really big bill but it's like come on it's our first date it's the first time you're well, hanging I've- out I've like, don't you mad at you for, for paying for a date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do it because I feel, because, like, it's, like, at the end of the day, like, money is important, right? So it's, like, I don't want to give him, like, it, I will offer to pay. I would like it if he says, no, no, honey, it's on me. <laughs> so, yeah. like, if I end up having to split our, on our first date, it will definitely rub me off on the wrong, it will definitely rub me off the wrong way because it's, like, wow, like, this is just the one time, this is just the one time that you have to yeah. pay this bill. Mm-hmm. Like, if we could date, and for example, a bill that's this big comes up again, 100% I'll split it with you. Because at that point, mm-hmm. we'd be in a position where we're sharing, right? So it's kind of just like, it rubs me off the wrong way. So I think a man should pay for the, for the first day. Come on. It's like the least you can do. And it's also like, it's showing me that like, you, you want to treat me, you know? It's like, don't you mm-hmm. want to treat me? Now, there are guys probably listening to this podcast thinking, what the fuck? It's like, <laughs> what if I don't have the money? It's like, I can't, well, I can't always be expected to pay. And it's like, hey, man, this is what they don't tell you in the fairy tales, in the rom-coms, in the romance novels. Money is key. If you don't have the money to pay for a first date, 
That's fine. Take her to a park. Go walk on the beach. She's going to find out you're broke sooner, sooner or later. And then I think everybody, regardless of what position you're in, whether you're the girl or the guy, the one who asks first, the one who pays first, everybody needs to ask, can this person take care of themselves? Money is key. I didn't think of all that before I was living on my own, trying to mm -hmm. you know struggle for rent and transportation and all these other bills that stack up on like in my mailbox. Mm -hmm. I didn't think of that until, until I was doing it. It's like, oh, wow, this is actually really important part of a relationship and this is why i go back to thinking like oh my dad was right i need somebody who's independent who can take mm -hmm. care of themselves yes. you can't if you can't pay on the first date that's fine mm -hmm. but you need to let them know what dates you can pay for or mm -hmm. at least what you can pay for mm -hmm. like you need to show that i make sure that i'm always in a financial position to go on a date i don't put myself in debt for other people mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so like do you got like after like the first few dates or something like you know when you're a thing like do you still do you what how does the money transaction work so then? what's the ratio what's the ratio for paying on dates at for not not for the first day we've already stressed yeah. first first day so for the whole relationship or for like yeah the rest of the relationship what's the ratio like i, I would say like two to one guys guys pay more than the girls but i think after about a month i think this has been my general rule of thumb after about a month i will ask like hey can you cover this because then around i think around a month is when you start to kind of figure out if you want to go exclusive or not and then i think after that i just keep it i keep it two to one i think it's like a 50 50 thing with me like because i just i feel really weird when i'm like indebted to a person so like i like to keep it 50 50 you know we both share expenses so you'll just start splitting the bill or it's more like you take turns paying for the meal if, if it's like really expensive then split the bill but if it's like a five dollar thing like oh you get me this time i'll get you the next kind of a thing i would say either two to one or 50 50 depends if he has more yeah. money than I would I would let it just be two to one because like uh, I I'm not gonna let him pay for too much for the same reason because it's kind of just like I'm not with you for your money mm -hmm. I have my own money but I would rather instead of splitting the bill like fifty fifty for dates I would rather like you pay it this time I'll pay it next time mm -hmm. type, of, yeah. type of vibe he's paying for more of my dinners than I am then I will like I'll buy him show tickets you know like things mm -hmm. like that it doesn't have to just be like a dinner date type of thing like I will. Yeah. Make him in other ways where I'm also using money. Does that make sense? I think that was yeah. what I was trying to say earlier. So what about like heartbreaks? If someone like, you know, breaks you, um, what, what, how do you get over it? Like, what do you do? No one can break me. No. Shuba, Shuba lives with me. She's seen me at my, some of oh. my downs. Like, like how it started is just like how it ended. Everything needs to be up front. My best breakup was a necessary one. All of your breakups have been necessary, Edmund. <laughs> oh, yeah. my, my, my first major relationship was, was necessary, but like we're still good friends to this day. That one was like I used as my best example because that breakup was lovely. Like I bawled my fucking eyes out that night, but I broke up with her. I needed to, but it didn't make me, it didn't, that, that wasn't me not loving her still. Like I, mm. I still loved her even afterwards. And that's when I learned about unconditional love, despite not being an intimate relationship. Like I still have a lot of love for this person. But okay. basically afterwards, what I did, everything early, I messaged her. I said, mm. hey, I'm going to start removing some of our pictures from social media. I told her that I want to revisit our friendship. Mm. I think the dumbest idea anybody can do, and I've had a lot of buddies come up and, and people will say, I want to still be friends with them. It's like, back the fuck up. Like, yeah, you just, that's not you gonna just, happen. Yeah, you, you just broke up. That's not. That's not. It's not realistic. Thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So is like, oh, you could be friends with her. We could be cordial. I was like, no, you can't. Mm -hmm. Because even if you think you can, that doesn't mean they can. Let them know. It's like I'm gonna need a few months. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'll say maybe four months from now. I would like to reach out to you. 
if that's okay. okay. But I let them know if I'm taking things down from social media. I let them know if I'd like to revisit that, like a potential friendship. Another big thing is little exposure. A lot of people like to block their exes on social media or yeah, whatever platform. I think you should keep it. The thing that you need to start working towards is normalization. You need to start making it normal to see posts because that's all they are, just posts. Mm -hmm. This person that you had this relationship with in the past. Moving forward, I think mm -hmm. the best way is just a little exposure so that way you start to, you don't jitter or freak out every time you see a snap or a snap story or a relationship change or a new profile pic. Start letting it fade and moving forward. Keep scrolling. I definitely agree. Shaba, like, do you... Do you agree, like, with what he's saying? Like, um, is that what you do? No, I'm very different. I'm emotional, you guys. <laughs> I, I take my time. I think with me, because I'm a very, like, all-in or all-out person, I'm very bad with playing the middle ground. So I think, like, when I'm hurting, I'm just really, really hurt. But I think, like, once I'm done hurting, I'm very, like, I've moved on. Like, I've completely yeah. It's just that like the, the time it takes for me to get to that process of like pop that point of detachment especially when like i'm so invested or like was so invested it's a little long but um yeah i like i cry it out i allow myself to cry it out. i obviously talk to my girlfriends about it i i'm very fortunate that all the breakups i've had have been like they weren't terrible at all I'm not friends with all of them but like there's no beef and all that nonsense like i'm fine like if i saw them on the street i would go say hi and make a small yeah. talk Right. So there. So I haven't had like that type of breakup where like I was like, you know, they just really, really did me wrong or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm also the type of person like I like to keep myself busy. So it's like it'll take its time. And like, obviously, like there'll be like there'll be points where like it, it resurfaces where I'm like, oh, so like revisiting these feelings. But I trust myself in that. Like I'm the type of person that like I, I constantly like want to do new things. Right. So like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Time will heal everything. That's the only thing I can say yeah. that, you know, that are hurting right now. Or like if you go through heartbreak, it's just like trust yourself enough, like let it hurt. And then exactly. move yep. on, you know, like time will heal everything. It's not going to like go away right away, but like move on. You should also want to move on. Right. You should also reach a point where you're like, okay, I want to stop feeling this way. I want to move on. I want to find somebody else or whatever. Right. So that helps um, with respect to social media. I agree and disagree with Ed. I think that I agree with like the fact that like you should like don't block them and shit just because like it hurts to see them on social media. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like it will keep hurting until you've mm -hmm. fully gotten over them in general. It will keep hurting. Um, mm -hmm. So don't do that. Like I have one ex who like I didn't really I wasn't really friends with him before we started dating. And now that we've not, we're not dating, like I've unfollowed him, but it's not out of malice. It's just like, because like, I just really, I'm never going to bump into him. I don't really care. It's mm -hmm. not like, like, I'm, I'm afraid that like seeing him would re reignite these feelings. It's the opposite. It's kind of just like, I don't have these feelings at all anymore. And also like, I, at this point really, I'm never going to see them again. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about them. So like I've removed them. So I think that's also, but that's the same with friends, right? Like you should also, you know, frequently yeah. run your friends list at least that's what i do like mary kondo that shit right if it's not mm -hmm. they're people that you don't really talk to just get rid of them so yeah. that's that's yep. what i do for heartbreak allow yourself to hurt and then trust that time will heal all wounds for sure i think like it's important to take the time to like reflect about the relationship and like take the good and like obviously face your pains and like um yeah yep. just like have time i think like at, right after breakup it's like crucial that you have like a time to self-grow like you know and then from there like once you're okay like you can continue like having like you know having them as a friend or whatever and continue the yeah. relationship but yeah I definitely agree with both of you on that hoe around a little bit after you've been heartbroken <laughs> yeah like, good ego boost you know like yeah you get, give you attention and then you don't have to emotionally commit with them and then worry about it just like hoe around do your thing yeah. just, like you know do your thing sex is not a cure Sex is not a cure. Just putting that out there. It's not a cure to your, to your, to your suffering. 
it, but it, it helps. does. It's, <laughs> but a, it's a brief little. It's a, a brief little forget me, right? Yes, it helps. Yeah, but it, just, it helps a little bit. Yeah, definitely not getting into like another relationship right after though. Like I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, some people. It, I mean, some people do that. So, but I don't think that's like helpful. I just feel like you're hurt. Like you know. And well, yeah, it just kind of fucks the other person over when it's yeah. like, oh, I just formed these relationships. I just formed this relationship because I was afraid to be alone. Yeah. I yeah, I think it, right. it depends on the reason. Like, if you're jumping into another relationship just because you're afraid to be alone, then I think you've got to do some, you've got some self-esteem issues and you need to do some self-reflection. Yeah. Self, you know, don't be afraid to be alone. No matter how hurt you are, always reflect on, and this is also why, like, I journal, right? Always reflect on what good came about the relationship. Like, what you liked mm-hmm. about the person that you would yeah. hope in your future partner or what you didn't like about this person that you're like time to get to my favorite part of the show so we're gonna do our question session yes so um what's the worst date you've had this is when i was in high school so young little jit and i i had gone up to this girl i asked her in person let's go out and we went to the movie theater we went to the movies she showed up late so I was kind of like, all right. She was giving me the signs where she's not texting me right back away when we had made plans to see each other. So that was a red flag. She was late for the date. We went into the movie. I paid for the movie. It was taken two. And we get in. We sit up like front. I was asking her some pretty dumb questions. Like, I didn't care about the movie. Was like, what's, your, what's your favorite color? And, oh, you know, my gosh. Oh. The stuff you ask in high school. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She kept looking at her phone. Oh. She took a phone. She took a phone call. She left the theater. She came uh, back. Right? Oh, she, she came, came back. back. I thought you were just like she left me. <laughs> kept taking, looking at her phone, and then she took another call. She went out, came back in, and then she said, "I have to go." And we were fifteen fucking minutes into the movie. <laughs> oh. I was like, "Oh, it doesn't stop." This is what gave me hope. Right outside the doors of the theater, she gives me a kiss, and I was doing a lot of research beforehand on how to kiss, oh and to know when a kiss was coming. And she did it all the signs. She touched my hands. She looked at me. She leaned in. We did a kiss. I was like, "Oh fuck, okay." So this is good. She she was like apologizing and whatnot. It's like it was an emergency. I went. I was like, I'm gonna finish the movie. I paid for it. You know, might as well watch mm-hmm. it. Once the movie finished, I left the theater. Guess who is downstairs in the lobby area Just with her friend? <laughs> they they see me coming down the escalator. I see them. They scamper off somewhere else, other side of the mall. I'm like, fuck this, right? I'm about to cry. <laughs> and then when I walk outside, I call my mom. My mom's coming to pick me up. She she messages me. She goes, hey, can we talk? And I'm like, yeah, I said something dismissive, right? But she, but she walked all the way back over to where I was. We met. We sat down. I was like, why'd you do that? She came up with some fucking reason uh, I, that I learned later on. It was like extreme anxiety or something. But so still- like, like I, I learned that years later on. You know when you know that it's the moment to kiss? This is the moment to kiss. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is just the moment. This is the perfect now is where I should do it. I waited a second after that. <laughs> and oh, it was so fucking awkward. It was like so out of place. It was oh, like, God. I don't know why I even oh. went in for the fucking kiss. I waited a second too long. And, and then my mom picked me up. And ever since then, like she, she was my crush during high school. I know. Fuck, did I, did I oh, get crushed? That's so sad. But we're on good terms now. We met up after graduating and we spoke about it. Water on yeah. the bridge. Yeah. That, was, that was my worst date. <laughs> I'll, I'll go, I'll go. What's the worst date that I've had? Mm, it was kind of like Edmund's situation with that he just married it. So basically he took me to Christmas market. He showed up a little late. I was on time and this was after a work night. I think this was on a Friday night too. I showed up on time from where we're supposed to meet and he showed up late and I was 
unattracted to him like physically he also was like he's just really like I don't mind boys that are sarcastic like I like that like cute banter where you're like roasting each other but it's like a whole different thing if you're just like cocky sarcastic you know so like I told him what I did for work which was at the time like I was selling like um the app subscription right the childcare app so he was like oh I don't remember like my babysitters following me around with the camera and like he was kind of just like shitting on what I do for work which like I I mean I was just like I don't know I I was just like bro you're trying too hard and also like if you want to make me laugh that's not really the way to do it yeah <laughs> and so we went to christmas market he took me to christmas market and oh my gosh the wait even though we had tickets the wait in the line was like a solid like 15 minutes of awkwardness he had already set the tone with that like with his bad jokes <laughs> and it was just really really awkward i did try to like stay with him for like i guess like maybe half an hour 40 minutes i bought him something because like he bought my ticket so like i covered like i bought him like i think i don't remember like whatever they were selling there mm-hmm. and then i went to the bathroom i remember do you remember me texting you? i was like yo he's so like, <laughs> I, I need to leave because <laughs> i was just like this is so awkward like it's not going anywhere like <laughs> so yeah, I, I texted you and i texted my other friend and i was like guys like this is not happening I need to leave. so i came out and like I was, in my defense, I also was sick, genuinely, so I shouldn't mm-hmm. have been out there in the cold, but then, yeah, I, I eventually, at one point, he was like, do you want to, do you want, so we'd only been eating, like, snacky food at the Christmas mm-hmm. Christmas, he was like, do you want to go get, like, dinner dinner, and I was, in my head, I was like, oh, fuck, no, I, I cannot sit through, like, <laughs> dinner with this boy, <laughs> so I was just like, um, no, I guess I'm just gonna go home, like, I'm a little tired, and he was like, oh, okay, I was like, yeah, thanks for coming, and <laughs> I feel like such a bitch saying this, but, like, yo, I didn't, I just wasn't feeling it, like, it just yeah. wasn't, he just wasn't for me, and I tried my best to stick it out, but I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've had, like, such weird, like, bad experiences, I think, like, my last bad one was, um, where we show up at the place, the kid's already there, and then I walk in and he has like a kind of like his face is just so anxious i'm like dude what's going on and he's like you see that waitress over there i'm like yes and he's like that's my ex and i was like oh great <laughs> so i think it was yeah it was he was just nervous the whole time and then like i think that got to him itself like he was just not be able to like speak freely and then like i'm a vegetarian so there was nothing vegetarian in that bar so he had to get me cornbread <laughs> And oh, so, oh. it was just weird but I think it's like because of the circumstances not because of him like yeah but he was just boring so like <laughs> I, like, <laughs> like he like I would like he would speak so slowly and I'm like I would try to like say interesting stuff in the middle but I think it just came off as like very chattery and annoying so like yeah but um we still stay in touch ish I haven't texted him much but um, yeah. what is your weirdest celebrity crush so who I think is a celebrity mm-hmm. in my eyes is uh Tsunade from Naruto. Oh my god. I don't even know who that is. I don't either. I'm just thinking anime hair and stuff. Yeah, she's unforgettable. I would say mine is Robert Pattinson when he was Edward Cullen. I had the biggest crush on him. Do you guys uh, know who Martin Lawrence is? From I love him! <laughs> I, like... Then or Martin Lawrence now? Or just Martin Lawrence? Martin Lawrence. Um, Alright, what's one trait <laughs> that you find most attractive in a person? Cheesy, but I, I like a laugh. I like the person's laugh. I'm kind of swooned. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. Shiba, what about you? 
Um, integrity. I think that's a big one. Ooh, nice. Integrity. I think for me, it's confidence. So what's something that instantly turns you off? Bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I don't, I don't. I don't care how hot you are. If you have bad breath, I'm always chewing something or have mints on me. Shiba, what about you? I hate narrow-minded people. Instant turn off. If I get the sense that they're like just close-minded and like yeah. For me, it's like when they're like really cocky and like disrespectful. Like I'm like nope. What is your guys' favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh, cookies and cream. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, that is a good one. Um, I like um, yeah, just yeah, some type of lemon flavored ice cream. Lemon really like, sorbet like, like, ice cream. Flavors of lemon. I'm basic. I like vanilla. My good old vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of like financial aspects, are you a saver or a spender? Saver. Oh, I'm a spender. I'm a, I'm spender. a spender too. She was a spender. <laughs> like a saver to me like when i tell you about the shit that i buy you i feel like you spend occasionally in a very very limited capacity like i don't see you as a saver. that's because i'm broke like if i had the money i would spend like everybody on this podcast is broke i I would say i'm like a good 50 50 like i don't spend it on like super crap like you know crap but i do occasionally like buy stuff i don't need but um Yeah, all right. Uh, It was so nice asking you guys about yourselves. So now um, Edmund finishes off with the quote of the day. Yeah, I would love to. I'm a huge philosophy buff. Um, This is from Epicurus, ancient Greek philosopher. You don't develop courage by being happy in your relationships every day. You develop it by surviving difficult times and challenging adversity. Ooh, yeah. Damn, tell me philosophical stuff so yeah everybody thanks for joining us today edmund by the way thank you for having me yes you were really fun feel free to follow edmund on instagram um at edmund underscore clark underscore official by the way edmund is spelled with an o not a u thank you (laughs) Um, you. and he he also has like a meme page some of it's really funny (laughs) i think it's it's bomb i crack up at like most Um, of it I've got a range of an audience. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's egoist underscore almond. Um, so yeah, feel free to follow Edmund and then follow his theater company as well, um, Cup of Hemlock Theater on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter as well. Um, he's an actor. And then, of course, feel please please do follow us on our socials. Um, follow us on in- Instagram at underscore keep it spicy. Again, let us know in our DMs or in the comments what you thought of this episode, what you like, what you like to hear more of, you liked it, you didn't like it, you know, whatever it is you want to say, send it over our way. Keep it spicy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 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 Julie Yers, XX. Oh, oh. <laughs>